So um, welcome back, everyone. This is Lessons from Leaders. I am Lynn Gilliland, and I'm here with Lucia Nasser, who is the president for Vital Voices or Voices, Voces Vitales in Honduras. And I have been, I heard about Lucia through one of her family members, and I have been wanting to get her on the podcast. So Lucia, thank you so much for, for coming and spending the time with us. Thank you, Lynn, for, for having me. I First of all, I have to say that at first I was a little overwhelmed, but I got a chance to go into your, your podcast and listen to, you know, some of the conversations you've had with other leaders. And, and what I saw was just so many, so many people, you know, humans just using their skills, their own different skills to, to share with the world and, and leading in different ways as well in different areas. And I feel honored <laughs> to be in this, you know, to be here with you and to be taken account alongside all of those other podcasts that I, I've had a chance to listen to. So well, thank you. Thank you. No, that's so lovely. And, and it, it, that's what we're here for. We're here to hear all the voices of people who are leading, no matter what they're leading, a small organization, a startup, you know, what does that look like? And we can learn from all of them. And you, I know I've already learned from you. So I'm so glad that you're here. And to start with, um, so tell us about uh, Vital Voices in Honduras. And especially you had a little, um, some, some, as everyone has some different things through the pandemic, and then you're just starting another phase now. So please tell us. So with Vital Voices, um, we were very lucky that we we were able to quickly transform our, you know, our programs, our educational programs. What we do at Vital Voices is we train women, especially entrepreneurs, um, in the skills that they need to, you know, start a new business. And we focus on women, of course. And we are, um, so we focus on education. How do we educate them? And we were um, very lucky to easily um, pass on to a, a digital platform and we use Zoom, we use Meets and, and none of our programs were truly canceled. They were just modified and, and we were able to use this beautiful link, you know, this, these tools that, that have allowed us to actually even, even realize that we can go further. Um, usually we have um, women from Tegucigalpa and from Santa Rosula join our, our programs, but this time we had women from other uh, more rural cities um, join us and that was that is so rewarding so we are definitely gonna continue to have a hybrid um at the same time i have to say that we feel very fortunate we just had um, a few weeks ago we had our first in-person event and it was it's a mentoring walk so it's it was over 100 women together and what I can say is that something magical happens when you know when you're in the confidence of of just women and and you allow yourself to, to you know to bring your barriers down and have a conversation and and that's what that is you you pair up with someone and you have a forty minute walk and you share you know your story and they share theirs and and you share what you know what might help if you have anything that could help them and all everybody has has something to offer so in the end. It's a very, very rewarding experience. So we we're happy to that we actually had that um, to start off, you know, a post-pandemic kind of a transition now. And what I'm sure it was so um, energizing for everyone, like, oh, wow, after all this time. And in and, and Honduras, it has been a struggle. Kids haven't been in school for two years. I don't know if they finally come back, but it's been a difficult 
two years. So that must have been very energizing to, to folks, to the women. For sure. I mean, it's it's nice to meet like this, but having having um, an in-person, it's a game changer as well. So so it's I think we have to stick to a combination of the virtual plus the, the right. in-person events, for sure. And you told, you've told me a very personal story about your own, um, your own leadership development. And you were telling me you, you, you took time to do what you called a deep dive. And I was wondering if you would talk about what you did and, I mean, the, not so much what you did, but why and just your whole process. Because I think it's, it's, it's a scary thing to do, at least it would be for me. And the, it sounds like the rewards were, were worth it. Um, for sure. <laughs> let, me, let me see if I can say this coherently. Um, so I think when we, when we think of leadership or when I think of leaders, we usually think of their skills. You know, what is the skill set that they have? What is it that they need to do? They need to speak, you know, they need to convey a message or they need to motivate others. And, and I think that we focus on that a lot and we focus as well on on where they are leading, you know, what they are doing or why, kind of the, the, the how and the why, we focus on that um, a lot. But in, in this personal journey, my deep dive, I've, I've actually found that the who is, is very important. You know, who is that leader? Like who is truly coming up with those ideas? Mm-hmm. And, and what is the motivation that is driving um, the person? So, so I think that working on the leader and making sure that the leader has had the time to, to do some introspection and, and make sure that he's at a right place or that she's at a right place to, to make decisions. And, and why I'm saying it, this is because we, or I, I let me talk about myself, I accumulated uh, a certain amount of, of maybe unresolved issues, um, trauma, I would say. And, and I kind of just put a bandaid on it or, or like I said, some, I just kind of duct taped and I, and I went on with life, you know, I kept going forward, moving forward and, and doing what I felt I had to do to, to have a solid life, to, to help others and to do the things that I, that I knew were, were important. So I was focused on the, on the how and the why, but not on the who. And, and, um, as I, began to heal and to understand and to let go of some of these um, issues, I started to find out that um, if we don't let them go, it's like we have a ball and chain. It's like, or like we have a blocked uh, vision. So um, it, it has allowed me at least to, to see things differently, to see things with more liberty. And, and I think now my leadership is, it's a, a leadership that is full of freedom and full of openness where before I was more rigid and, and I was full of preconceived notions that things had to be a certain way. And I just feel so much stronger now as well as a leader and with more flexibility than I did before. I think that a lot of these, or I know from my experience that a lot of these um, unresolved things that we might leave in our, in our childhood, in our, you know, adolescent years. I think that they do skew, you know, the way we see the world. And if we're able to resolve them and, 
and put them, you know, in our past or where they belong. And we can, tr- we can find ourselves entirely. So if you, if you ask me, my own personal journey has been a journey of finding myself, um, knowing who I am. I, I don't think I'm a hundred percent there yet, but, but I know that I'm on my way there. And I mean, I, I am a numbers person, although all everything that I've said up to this point is, is very untangible. Um, the, way, the way I feel is you have to be integral to be a good leader. You have to be. And, and by what I mean by that is I can only explain by numbers. You have to be like a whole number. You can't be a little more and you can't be a little less. So, so I think both ways are... are will challenge your leadership. You know, if you, if you are thinking, if you think more of yourself or you think less of yourself, I think both ways are, are going to take away from your true potential as a leader. So I, so I see it as, a, as an integer. You have to be a whole number. You have to be. And, and what that makes me think, it's, it takes me to worthiness. You know, we, you ha- we, I, or I found that I'm, that I'm worthy. And, and that I'm worthy of doing amazing things and I belong where I'm, where I'm at. And I didn't always think that. And I, I wish for everybody to see that. I think that every single person is worthy. And, and, I, and that's partly my, my motivation and my, um, my driver, you know, now in, in vital voices. I've been a social entrepreneur for, you know, for a very long time, every, since I can remember, I've been always working on, on social projects and I've, I've seen, um, good results in, in most of them, you know, it's, it's so rewarding to, to help others and to know that you're making a difference in someone else's lives. But now with, with vital voices and, and this change in my way and in my way of seeing life and, and being able to to share it, you know, and and to bring more more women and men, if they listen, you know, if if I get to there. But for now, I'm focused on women. If they can see they're worthy, and they they can see they are unstoppable, and I think that is what leadership is about. There's so much in there that I want to underline. One is the under the knowledge or that we are going to carry stuff with us that are not going to from our past or traumas that we need to get a handle on to make us so we can be the effective leaders that we need that the world needs mm-hmm. us to be using shifting your words a little bit and then the and I love the also the you know not more or less like don't think you're nothing don't think you're you're God's gift like what what's that in between place, um, and the worthiness so much that I I know huge I don't know I think everybody but maybe I'm wrong struggles with worthiness and I think especially women. Um, but I ha- this is unscientific, but this is my impression. And Fiona McCauley, who you were telling me you listened to her podcast, who is the founder and CEO of Wild, um, she, she was telling me on the podcast that she thinks everybody has incredible, can do incredible things, can do amazing things. That's just the way she thinks. And so she's surprised when people are like, I'm not sure I can do this. She's like, what? But you everybody's capable of it and i love that 
unshakable belief that she has. We may not believe it in ourselves, but she believes it in everyone. Um, so I just, I don't, I think that's a thing I also want for everyone, especially women. And especially women who don't have all the advantages that I have, you know, who don't have the education and think maybe they're less than because they don't have the education. You and I were talking a minute ago about women who are illiterate. Um, it kill, it breaks my heart that they may think that they're less than because they're illiterate. It has nothing to do with anything. So, yeah. Definitely. I, I had a chance, Lynn, to look at, remember we talked about um, the strength um, finder? Or, yes, that's fine. So I looked into it and... Just let me pause it for a minute. So for everybody, if you want to look at, it's called the Clifton Strengths Finder. You can Google it and find it. So go ahead. So, so I did take a look at it. And, and my, my thought afterwards was, really, there's, there's just so many combinations of our strengths. I mean, I think it, it even said it on the, on the website. We have, there's, you know, there's 34, I think, different strengths. And if you combine, you know, different amounts of each, there's, I don't know, millions of, of different combinations of strengths that each person in this world has so we're not we're, we're not alike we're not the same we're all meant to lead differently we're all meant we're all given different strengths and and we just need to allow ourselves to find them and to believe that these strengths are powerful and they are our our superpower you know that is yeah. that is your talent and and don't be afraid to use it and and really harness it so that you can be your, your best version. And that is, I think, what has been um, part of my journey up to this point, you know, really understanding um, what I can do. And, and in my case, some of my skills are very, I think, very, very soft skills or, or very hard to define. And, and I think I told you before about, about it being very important to me to, or, or, or me seeing that my leadership skill was connectivity. And, and sometimes looking back, it was hard for me to say, you know, where, you know, where was your value added in this, in this project? A, a few years, about 10 years ago, we were working with, with my husband in, in helping the local zoo. And so we were, gonna, we were helping them develop their master plan. I, I really don't know anything about zoos or running a zoo. You know, I, I like animals and I love nature. And, and that's about as far as I go. But I was, I was lucky that I was able to, to convince people to come and meet and, and start a roundtable of ideas. And, and I brought the best of the best. Like I really, I, I did convey them and convince them to, to join this, this group. And so we had the best biologists in the country. We had the best designers, some that were even, you know, living abroad. And so we brought them, we brought everybody in and we, we were able to, to connect them. And that's, that's why I think connectivity has been, you know, of so valuable for me, but sometimes it's hard, it's hard to see. And I think I was missing it for a period of my time, you know, of my, I saw it like, you know, I was there, but I wasn't, you know, putting in the knowledge. I wasn't putting in maybe the work because I can't design, you know, I wasn't designing the zoo. I was just bringing people together and asking questions. And a lot of time I was facilitating or mediating conversations where, you know, someone was like, no, this is the most important thing. And then someone else was, you know, but we need to have this in account. And so it was, 
that that's what I what I've been doing for for a long time and and I think that I was missing like I said before I was missing the value and and now after this journey I can look back and see it and and that is that is very rewarding you know to have that opportunity to to embrace your work and to feel proud of it and and to um, understand your potential and you know what we're here for you know what we can do for others and it's it's been it's hard like like we said before this this journey to to coming together to come to coming like you know an integer is to me to me at least it was hard and you I had to face you know a few a few ugly demons that I had hidden there and and I was able to do it. I, I think I'm lucky to have also a good network of support network around me, you know, family, friends that understood me and allowed me to go through that. And I'm even thankful for the pandemic. It allowed me to have the time to, to do that introspection. I read so many books. I did, you know, I was really out of my comfort zone a lot of the time. And, and it's, but it's been worth it. It has definitely been um, life-changing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think those journeys are like that. They're the dark and the light, and um, it's not all joyful. That's why we don't like to do them. And I, I also wanted to just pull out that um, that the connectivity, bringing people together, the connector, just underline how at first you didn't feel like this isn't anything. And the reason I want to pull that out is because we just to remind everybody that we, what is easy for us, we don't value it. We don't see that it's a, it's our superpower because it's so easy. And for some reason we have this belief that unless it's hard, we're not doing it right. And so I just want, that's why I love this story, Lucia's story. I'm talking to everybody, Lucia, not you. That's why I love Lucia's story because she's so good at bringing everyone together to accomplish this, the task, the goal. And originally she's like, well, I'm, I'm not the architect. I'm not the biologist. So this isn't really, I'm, this is like a low value superpower, but it's not. So that's why one of the reasons I love that story. So. Yeah, it's 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 hard to miss, and and we are we have been conditioning ourselves to believe that you know hard work means long hours, hard work means you know hours sitting down or at the computer, and I don't know. For me, it's it's been more of of a finding that I can be very effective if I focus for a few hours, and at the same time, I've. I've, you know, a lot of time for myself daily for growth. Literally, that's what it says on my agenda. Like, you know, you know, this hour and, and growth to me means almost anything. You know, it's it's just not work, I, I would say. Um, so it's sometimes I'm doing a puzzle. Sometimes I'm reading. Uh, sometimes I'm walking. And and that time has has proven to be very valuable. You know, giving time for yourself is not selfish and we think it is you know we think it's selfish even even when we talk about sleep you know we we know we need eight to ten hours of sleep but we we see somebody that sleeps too much like a lazy person but you know they're getting their eight to ten hours but you know if you say i, I only sleep six hours it's like you're a go-getter and you know and and we i 
I just feel that we can be much kinder to ourselves and, and still be effective and productive and amazing leaders. And, and we all have our each, each of our superpowers that we need to really um, embrace. And, and like I said in my story, I, I wasn't seeing them. I, I wasn't allowing myself to see that. And now that I do, I, I just want to do more of it. And, and I, if, I, if you ask me, you know, what keeps you awake? Mm-hmm. It's, it's that I'm always thinking about how to connect the dots. Um, like I, I know that somebody needs something and I know that, you know what, someone else might be a solution. So I'm trying to figure out how to bring them together, how, and, and that is what I'm good at. And it's, you know, it's it, like I said, a very soft skill, but it is my skill. And I'm, I'm allowing myself to, to like it more and to be more proud of it and, and to do more of it. So if someone wasn't being the connector, we wouldn't be connecting. So that's like, you're like the electric cord that <laughs> hooks in so the light can turn on. Um, and there's also a little bit of a, what if soft skills are so over the top important, you know? So um, I also like to think, I tell people, think of a puzzle. If you don't do you, if you're not doing what you're good at, you're, take, you're not putting your puzzle piece in the puzzle. And we're like looking around waiting. How come we got this hole? But you're off doing what you think you should be doing as opposed to what you're good at. So we are like sitting there waiting for you to complete the puzzle. So I offer you that metaphor. I love it. I love it. And I think that that applies to women so profoundly. I think, or or I used to think that I need, I needed to lead and somehow model being, you know, like a male, you know, like being strong and, and strict. And I don't know. I, I just, I, I feel that, Women are meant to, to lead from their femininity. I think we are blessed with instinct and we have, you know, other assets on our side and we can lead perfect, be perfectly good leaders leading as a woman. We don't have to try to become more like a man or, or, or emulate them. You know, they're meant to be doing their part of the puzzle and we are meant to be doing our part of the puzzle. And I think there's room for both. And I think the world needs both types of leaderships you know um so that that um puzzle piece i will definitely take thank you you're welcome and i and i wholeheartedly endorse what you're saying we have to find our way to lead and our way is women our way is us so i i love that you're doing that and in vital voices you'll be able to help support all those women find their their way what advice would you give to younger le- women, especially women leaders? What advice, you know, either through your own experience or what you see, what advice would you have? Well, it's, it's kind of what we've talked about up to this point. I think it's important for, for us to look back into ourselves, you know, every once in a while. Um, you don't have to go as far as I did for, you know, a long period of time. I, I, I went, you know, all the way. Um, but but I think it's always it's good to look back and to know where we're coming from and to understand our past or the past of the organization we're we're we're, help, we're helping. But at the same time, to be able to pivot and and to look forward um, and that and that is to say that we 
we don't have to be that hard with ourselves. Sometimes um, we can make a mistake or we can lead in the wrong direction for, you know, a few steps. But there's always room for improvement and to, I, I mean, I would, I would synthesize this and say, don't be afraid to make mistakes mm. and to reevaluate, you know, your direction. It's, it's part of the process. And I, th- I don't think, I don't think it, um, failure is a, such a terrible thing. Once we get, we get past the, the pain of it, you know, when we fail, we feel very, we have this voice in our head that is telling us, you know, you're, I mean, you made one mistake, but this voice says, you know, we are, we can't do anything at that point. You know, it, it just, it treats us so badly that it, that it takes us to an awful, awful place. But once you get past that, I think there's a lot of value in failure. So, so to not be afraid to fail, I think would be something um, that I would share with, with younger leaders. It's something that I wish I could have told myself earlier and said, you know, don't be afraid to fail. I was, I was very stressed and very in trying to see the future almost to make sure that I didn't make a mistake. And, and now I think entirely different. I think failure is part of the process and, Mm -hmm. and there's, there's my bit on that. (laughs) I think that is gold. I think that's incredibly valuable. And I know for myself, it's a life learning I keep remembering and then forgetting that it's okay to fail. In fact, failing is how I learn. And then I forget and then I relearn it. So I think that's very, very valuable. It's a critical, a critical way of a critical belief that failure is, is how we learn and grow. So Lucia, we are up on our time. I wanted to thank you so much for coming. Um, I I enjoy talking to you. I always learn something and you bring this um, humbleness and, um, and, and wisdom that come together, which is a a lovely, also a lovely quality to have. So I like, I'm glad that we get to bring that out here in the podcast. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you so much for having me. Like I said, I'm honored um, to be here and I, I admire your work. I think that sharing all these conversations and there's so much out there in the world that can be of value. And, and I hope that you continue to do your, your podcast and continue to find, you know, other interesting conversations. I really enjoyed most, I mean, all that I heard, all that I've had the time to listen to. So thank you so much for doing that for us. And, and I feel honored to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you, everyone. We'll see you on the next one.